Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Hey guys. So years ago when I started this podcast, I had a vision that I would be able to partner up with some sort of therapist or groups of people who were therapists that would be able to help people who were listening, help my listeners who needed to take it a little bit deeper, who needed a little bit more support than just listening to the podcast. And we finally have found the most amazing partnership. And I want to tell you all about it. So Talkspace is the amazing partnership that I'm about to share about. And we know that being home so much, especially during a crisis like this, can literally be a breeding ground for anxiety. And without the stability of a normal daily routine, we can tend to go to worst case scenario. We can only think about what ifs and worries and social media and media. And if you're feeling lonely, you're not alone. It's just that we need to somehow find how to adjust and support ourselves and be able to talk. So for Mental Health Awareness Month, Talkspace Online Therapy is more committed than ever to expanding access to support anyone who's struggling. 
So with Talkspace, you get the support of a licensed therapist from the safety of your own home, and you can reach out from your device whenever something is on your mind. You can send your therapist a text, audio, picture, or video message from your phone or computer 24-7 as much as you need to. Everything happens within Talkspace's secure platform all on your schedule. Talkspace matches you with a licensed therapist based on your needs and preferences. And they have thousands of licensed therapists trains in, trained in 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, and relationship issues. So once you're matched, you can begin therapy that very same day. So you guys deserve support and you don't have to struggle on your own. So Talkspace therapists can be your dedicated support system. They can help you find healthier, more empowered, and uh, even uncertain times you can start to feel like you have somebody to connect to. And you guys, because you're a listener of this podcast, if this is something you know that you've been craving and needing, and you've been having a lot on your mind, and you're just like me who needs to process verbally, you can support yourself in this way. And you can get $100 off your first month on Talk Space. So you're going to be matched with your perfect therapist by going to talkspace.com. You can download the app as well. So make sure to use the code Lori, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital I, and you'll get your $100 off your first month. So go to talkspace.com and your code is going to be Lori in all caps. And I hope that you love it. I hope it supports you. And let's get into the podcast. You have to show up consistently and you have to show up every day. And it's not always fun and it's not always easy. And the creators that you see out there doing it aren't different than you. Don't think for one moment that myself or Lori or Chris or whoever don't have days that were like, I have nothing to say. Honestly, it's 4.30 PM Eastern right now. And I haven't posted yet today. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I will. Yep. Even though I, I don't maybe feel like it right now, I will because you have to show up consistently and you need to be there for your audience. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. So if you don't know, now you know. Chris and I have started a grant for small businesses and it is $20,000 and we will be giving $1,000 away to two different businesses every single week for 10 weeks. So... The application is at lauriharder.com forward slash grant 
lauriharder.com forward slash grant. You can go and apply. It would mean the world to me if you would share the link out to people who maybe you know are struggling right now in a small business or could really use this money. And you guys, we're making the announcements on our happy hours on Wednesday. So Wednesday on Instagram Live on my page at Lori Harder, we are announcing the winners. So the two winners from the week, we will be announcing who won the $1,000 each. Those two businesses will be announced if you are on live. We most likely are going to bring you on live and congratulate you. Say, hey, how are you? And talk to you. Maybe talk a little bit about your business. So I would love to see you. I would love for you to apply. Please share it. Chris and I have been in a situation when $1,000 would have massively changed our lives. Um, As you know from this podcast that Chris and I have lost everything at one point in our life and we're $300,000 in debt and didn't have a house and we left our cars and all of the other things. So we know what that feels like. And we want to make sure that we can just bring maybe even just an ounce of peace during this uncertain time. So make sure you go fill out that application and jump on the Instagram lives to celebrate with us. Even if you don't end up getting a grant, how great is it to celebrate all of these epic people and meet your new tribe on Instagram live, right? All right. So my podcast guest today just literally rocks my world. Her name is Jess Glazer. She's a full-time entrepreneur and CEO. She was a former celebrity personal trainer and elementary school teacher. From studying her doctorate of physical therapy to starting her own accessory line, working in the fashion industry and creating hosting monthly events and international retreats for four years, she has mastered the art of pivoting. And after eight years teaching elementary school, she decided to give her cute side hustle of online health and fitness coaching a shot. Just turn that little side hustle into a million dollar business in just under two years. Since leaving her job in 2017, she's hired a team of incredible heart-centered humans, served hundreds of clients, raised and donated 50 thousand dollars to charity, which by the way, I've been able to go and sit at tables with her at charity events, spend time with her. This girl has a heart of gold. And she's been featured in Forbes, Shape, New York Post, Today Show, Good Day New York, Oxygen Magazine, Well and Good, just to name a few. So you're going to hear all about how I know Jess and that she's taught in our masterminds. And the thing that you're going to learn about today is the pivot, how to take your business online, how to scale. If you already have a business, you're literally, we're, we're about to get granular. So even if you don't have a business, I'm telling you, you might have a business idea after this podcast that if you listen, you can re-listen again and see what you can do. I'm telling you, it is an unlimited time right now where our online space has not been taken away. It is a free space to be able to create, to make money, to pivot, to take your work or business online or scale it if you're already there. So let's get started. Jess, I'm so excited that you came on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Lori, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. I love that you and I are both like in our cozies, in our quarantine cozies. Like, (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if much has changed for me, to be honest. Like, has a lot changed for you as far as like what you do day to day? Nothing has changed for me aside from my husband, Mike, being home from work. Otherwise, my day is exactly what it used to be working from home. (laughs) All right, Jess, real quick before we get into that, I just need to know like, what is going on with having your husband home? Has there, has like shit hit the fan? Are you guys, (laughs) do you, have you worked out a new language? Like what's happening? 
We definitely have a new language. It's kind of like a little head nod, like chin up thing when we walk past each other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's been really amazing. I mean, we're, we're in Manhattan, we're in New York city. So our apartment is, (laughs) well, you know, not huge. It is, it is quite large, but yeah, it's New York size big. And so it's been really interesting. Both of us are on calls all day. So we've just had to navigate kind of hearing each other in the background or in the back of my recordings. But otherwise, we're getting into a routine and into a flow. It's really funny watching him navigate his own routine, though, because he's not used to it. So mm. there have been days that you know maybe he's still in pajamas a little later than I would be. <laughs> totally. There's moments yeah. of just like because uh, we, we don't have a team here, so nobody can really help watch our dog. So there's just moments of like the dog barking here in the background and different things we're recording. And I just you throw your hands up and you're like, "Fuck it." I'm like, I'm. I'm done. We're good. Like you just move on. You move forward. So, well, I'm so excited that you're on the show because number one, you just have an incredible story and it's been so fun to, um, I wouldn't even say following you, like be your friend through all of this and just watch how much you have exploded onto the scene. And I know that it wasn't really exploding onto the scene because I know that you have been (laughs) at this for years and years and years, but there's kind of like this turning point. And I want you to tell your story just for a a brief minute here, but what do you think that turning point for you was where you just kind of started to get out in the world more um, and onto people's radars? I think that's exactly what it is, right? And there's so much like, oh, overnight success, especially through social media, but it has been years and years and years. And I think that breaking through the surface, the appearing to be all of a sudden this success just came from actually putting myself out there more. Mm. And once I was able to really not stop caring, but not worry about what people are thinking, produce more content, get myself out there on more podcasts, um, show up on video more, ask people what they need, serve more clients. It just kind of forms a ripple effect. And it was really over time of just doing it over and over again. I had a Facebook memory pop up today, six years ago, a blog post that I had put up. Nobody was reading those blog posts, but I was, put, but I was putting them out every single week. You know, I was just consistently showing up. Yeah. Mm, okay. So what happens when you get that? I think a lot of people are sitting at home, especially now thinking, what in the heck am I supposed to do? And I'm so afraid of crit- criticism. So before we get into that, it's like, what about the criticism part? What made you be like, I just... I don't care anymore. Was there a point where something happened or? Oh no, I still care. Got it. <laughs> it still stings. Yeah. Same. Oh, it still stings for sure. I just had something come up recently where it was like, Ooh, ouch. And then knowing how to really shift into a different energy of who let's focus on the people who I am serving and mm. the people who are getting what they need out of it. And the ones who are saying really loving things. And I think we've all experienced like you get one icky comment on social media and you focus on that one icky comment and you totally ignore the fact that you've gotten dozens or hundreds of these like beautiful messages and DMs and thank yous. And what we focus on, we find as we know. So it's really just that comeback rate and being able Mm -hmm. to switch quickly into gratitude, of course, and what am I doing? Who am I serving? How am I helping? And one of the tricks that I do, it's I mean, people might make fun of me and that's fine. I have a photo album in my phone of, I call it like my feel good book Mm. and the nice screenshots, the nice things that people say, I will, I will screenshot those and I save them into a little photo album. So when I'm feeling down or someone says something that maybe is triggering while I need to step back and realize why is it triggering me? What is it going on on a deeper level? I can also just look back into the the nice things people are saying and focus on that. 
Yeah. It's equally important. I love that. I actually know a lot of people who do that. So you're a former personal trainer, former elementary school teacher, and now you are helping people in masterminds. You're helping people take their business online. You're helping coach people. You are out in the world. You're on podcasts. You just taught at Fast Foundations, which is one of our masterminds where it is you know, 50 different entrepreneurs in the room and you were up in front of the room and owning it like a boss. Like I was in the back taking tons of notes. You're brilliant. (laughs) Um, So tell me how in two years you took your business essentially online and Mm -hmm. turned it into a seven-figure business. Yeah, just a lot of mistakes, a lot of trial, (laughs) like truly a lot of mistakes, a lot of trial and error. And also... I think the attractive, sexy story is that it happened in two years. But realistically, again, I was blogging six years ago. Mm -hmm. I started doing email workouts where I was snail mailing. People were snail mailing me checks for emails for workouts and macros, you know, six, seven, five, whatever years ago. Um, So it didn't really, yeah, it didn't really (laughs) quite happen that way. I think that what happened two and a half years ago was that I left my job as a teacher. So I was an elementary school teacher, like you said, for eight years. And when I quit that job and decided to kind of go all in on entrepreneurship, I got more focused on my online business, which I had been dabbling in for four or five years at the time. And so when I got really focused on my online business and I started to really hone in on my offers and what I was creating, that's when things started to really kind of escalate and rapidly grow. So... Okay. I love hearing this. So there's, there's a bit of a process. And what I'm hearing a lot from people right now, because we are you know March 31st today uh, is our recording day. So we are in you know the beginning phases of our quarantine in different areas. And I'm hearing from a lot of people like, oh, should I uh, you know, make a program? Should I go online? Should I do an e-course? What should this look like? And I think that what I would love to hear from you today is the different levels of starting places where people are at. Because I had a friend reach out who wanted to do a course about something completely different than she does. And I was like, oh, girlfriend, first of all, you don't have that audience yet. You don't have mm. you know a big enough audience for this particular thing. You don't have that audience yet. So let's not spend a month building out this course, number one, because we all know how we should build out courses, which I know you'll talk about. Um, Number two, let's start focusing on, you know, changing your uh, message, like pivoting your message if this is truly what you want to do. So I would love to start diving into that for people. Like, let's first go over if somebody has not, like they have their initial, you know, business, maybe they're a personal trainer, maybe they have just a, um, you know, maybe they've been sent home and have to start a business online. What does that look like? Yeah, I love this. So first and foremost, it's my due diligence, right? Stay within your scope of practice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So make sure you're just staying within the boundaries of what you can teach legally. If it's something where I see a lot of times people are doing some sort of therapy and they might not be a therapist or nutrition and they're not a registered dietitian, which is fine, but just know the boundaries that you have and stay within that scope of practice. And then from there, exactly what you're saying, I think it's really important. It's nice in an ideal world to build the thing that you would like to build. But especially right now, the climate that we're in where we want to take this really fast action, you need to look at who is in your audience and what do they need and what do they want. Mm. So it's not so much about you, it's about them and really truly asking your audience, what is it that you need? Why do you follow me? What do you think about when you think of me? What are you struggling with? What are your pain points? And there are ways that you can do that that aren't so forward. 
um, using the different features on Instagram stories is the easiest thing you can do. So using the polls option, the questions option, and the quiz option. And one of the things you want to do when you do use those types of features is you want to practice the 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time, you want to make those questions and kind of market research really easy and really lighthearted for them to answer. So you're kind of training your audience Mm. to engage with you. And then 20% of the time, you can ask a little bit deeper of a question. So an example of something really lighthearted might just be you're talking about peanut butter and you ask your audience if they prefer crunchy or smooth. Mm -hmm. And this is just kind of training them to engage with you because I don't have to really put a lot of skin in the game to answer that. I'm not really worried about what you might think of me or if you share my answer. It's not really deep and thought-provoking. But if you train me 80% of the time with that type of content, then on the 20% when you ask something a little bit deeper, I'm kind of already used to pressing the button Mm -hmm. and engaging with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So market research is going to be huge in finding out what your current audience needs. And I think a lot of times in the business world, we talk about ideal client and we talk about ideal client avatar. And again, in in a perfect world, that is the way that we would focus. So who Mm -hmm. is your ideal client? Who do you want to call in? But right now, let's go with the low-hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. Who's already here? Right. Mm. That's yeah. so good to think about who's already here because I think when, you know, people are asking those questions, it is a matter of they want to, you know, for this particular person who was asking me, it was they want to help keep their employees on and pay their employees as well. So it was like, how can I make money quickly in this new mm-hmm. way? So for what you're saying, it's like stay within your audience, what they already know you for. So start, we're going to start on Instagram stories or something like that, where we can survey them. What do they need right now? How can we serve them? And then what? And then from there, you want to really start to understand what type of content you'll be putting out. So a really great key here, you can use the note section of your phone or set up a Google doc. Anytime someone asks you a question, they come into your DMs, you're having a conversation, maybe you're in private Facebook groups and you notice conversation happening around that particular audience member, I want you to actually copy what the person is saying they need help on, copy the question that they're writing in the Facebook group, copy what they send you in the DM, slide it over, stick it into your Google Doc or into the notes section of your phone. And then when you go to create content, not only do you now have ideas on content to create, but you have their exact language. And when you use their exact language, of course, in your own way, then what happens is the reader, your audience member reads whatever you write, or they listen to your IGTV, whatever that might be. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's like she was in my head. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because I was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I asked you what you needed. <laughs> I That is like one of the most amazing tips because I think we can just go in circles around, what do I say to them? How do I know how to write this landing page and speak to them? And that has been huge for me is speaking yeah. in their exact language. So I don't want to go too far off track, but um, for when people, when you're enrolling people, do we have to have like a website, a landing page? Can we just, you know, if we want to be able to make money right away, is there a way to start, you know, maybe putting people in Zoom coaching pods or do we need a course? What does that look like to really go online? What are my options? Sure. The options are endless. And I think we can actually spiral down a black hole of confusion there. So number one, you you do not need a website. You do not need a website to start. It's amazing to have it eventually. Same thing with branding. Branding is really important to understand our brand voice and our mission and our company values and of course our colors and our logo. But at the very beginning, we don't need to invest in those types of things. So I like to have proof of concept first. And this is exactly how I teach course creation. 
And so we want to put the offer out into the world. If and when people say, yes, I'm interested and they pay you for it, then you get to decide if you're going to take some of that money and invest back into things like branding and website, which again, you do not need at the Mm -hmm. beginning at all. So I think the quickest thing, the quickest way to get on right now is really through a platform like Zoom. And there are many different... You could do Google Hangout, you can do Zoom. um, But you want to have screen in between you and the client that you can actually see them. So one of the things that we realize when we talk about free content versus paid content is things like Instagram, while it's amazing and you can do IG Lives and IG TVs and same thing with Facebook, you, you can't see the person that you're working with. So that's really great for free content. But if you want to be charging someone for your services, it's best if you can see them, whether you're coaching them, yes. you're correcting them, if you're you know in fitness or you're going back and forth showing them how to knit, right? you want to be able to speak to the person back and forth. So Zoom is a really great platform for that and it's free. The first version is free. The paid version, beginner, is about $15 a month. Mm. So let's talk about that because I think that people can't comprehend like, wait, so why would somebody pay me to like go on Zoom with them? I think, you know, when I was first putting content out, I thought I had to have this beautiful immaculate course and this landing page and this freaking logo, please, for the love, I can't start on (laughs) logos. Like I don't even have a logo now. I'm like, thank the Lord. I just like, whatever, who cares? Um, And- they don't understand like i i think once you're in this world of courses and teaching and training and coaching you're like oh i get it like there's so much value even in a 30 minute or 60 minute accountability call or like helping someone get clear like the the dollar amount you can put on helping somebody with just clarity in general is yeah. absolutely insane so for some people who are listening who have not done this before because i do hear this all the time i've heard it a lot lately is like wait so i could put people in like a group Zoom and that's valuable? Like, what am I teaching them? Like, can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So the most valuable is your is your time, right? And bringing someone through a transformation. The information that you have, it's not proprietary. Everything is Googleable. Everything mm-hmm. is, is YouTubeable, right? So people aren't actually paying for the information when they're signing on to be in a coaching program or in a mastermind. They're paying for the coaching, which brings the transformation. So the accountability and the support is the area where you do the implementation. So information plus implementation equals transformation. And so people are paying you to deliver the information to you. It's the same reason why it happens all the time. A client will message me and ask me a question where the answer is actually in the course that I've created, but it's just easier for them to message me, right? Because they want to just get the answer right from you. So people are paying for people. Mm -hmm. And so if you have any sort of problem that you can solve or solution, or you can walk walk somebody through a process, then they're going to be paying you for that coaching. And the value there is in their time with you. And so again, we don't have to create these big, beautiful courses with six different cameras and all these angles and you know, beautiful websites. It's really just get the person on a call and start to work through whatever it is they need help and walk them through those steps. And that doesn't need... You don't need anything fancy to do that. <laughs> oh my God. I can't even tell you how... Okay. So just as an example, you guys, what she's talking about, like I'm going through the book Traction and I'm literally about to pay someone just to walk me through the book. Like all the information <laughs> is in the book. But when I sit down and try to do it alone, I'm just like, oh my God, I need somebody to hold me accountable. Ask me these questions. Dig a little yeah. deeper for me because doing a process by yourself 
is not very fun. Like literally some stranger could walk me through this book and it would be a better experience for me. I'd be like, please take my money so that I can get through this. Oh, for sure. And just the way that you hear, I just read that book actually, thanks to you guys. It was a gift from you guys. (laughs) Um, But the way that someone says it sometimes resonates better than another person, or if you're depending, if you're visual or auditory or kinesthetic. So even that, like reading the information or absorbing the information through video, it might not stick. It's happened to us all the time where you know you've heard something more than once, but for whatever reason on that one day, when you're ready to receive it, the person who said it in the way that they said it, you're like, ah, light bulb moment. Mm, yes. And accountability. Like I, ha- I have this terrible, horrible habit that is also the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go of, on. Of just like, you know, want like people pleasing. I don't want to let someone down. If I told them yeah. I'm going to do something and show up, it's like, it will gut me if I don't do it. So, you know, a lot of times I will pay someone a high dollar amount just to hold me really accountable or just so that dollar amount holds me really accountable to showing up because um, otherwise it's really easy for me to go be fake productive doing something else like working out or cleaning my house. Like I'm really Mm. good at that. Yeah. (laughs) Distraction, right? (laughs) For sure. Okay. So we're going online. We've learned a bit about... um, Zoom and doing these different coaching. Just tell me a little bit about structure on that. Like, what is an acceptable? Let's talk about pricing and structure for people who are maybe thinking of going that route if they haven't thought about it yet. Absolutely. So, I think it's really important also at the beginning just to have your payment processor set up as well. Um, And I'm not an accountant and I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to get super into anything legal or or financial, but just to have some sort of an actual business payment processor set up. You can use business PayPal, Stripe, Square. Um, I would encourage you not to use something like Venmo just because we can't track it. Mm. And it's not a real, it's not a real, it's not a real business. <laughs> so <laughs> setting something up that is real, that is trackable, there can be refunds and you know, whatever you might need to do in the long run. And coming from a place of excitement and gratitude when you get to pay 3% on credit card transactions instead of trying to avoid it, mm. it's 3%. You should be you should be jumping up and down that you get to three, pay 3% versus not paying anything at all because no sales are coming in. So that's Agreed. number one. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I think it's really important with pricing just to, again, understand your value and what you're bringing to the table. And I'm seeing something interesting right now, particularly in the fitness industry, which I've been a trainer for 18 years. So I'm very interconnected in the training world here in New York. There's a lot of fear and, and resistance right now for some of these trainers bringing their programming online. And they feel like they need to all of a sudden cut their pricing in half or a quarter even. And what I want you to realize, listeners, is when you order a pizza right, and it gets delivered to your home, the value of the pizza is the same. It's pizza. It's delicious. Everybody loves pizza. right? <laughs> and if you eat it in your home versus if you eat it in the restaurant or the pizza shop, the price of the pizza is the same, and that's because the value of the pizza is the same. In fact, when it gets delivered to your door, the price actually increases because of convenience, mm. right? Mm. So when we bring our services online and you're thinking about pricing, you have to consider that the value is still coming from you mm. and you're still providing the same service. And I am getting a lot of pushback again from trainers saying, oh, well, I can't correct the person's form which you absolutely can through video. You can't touch the person. You can't spot the person right, and help them with a weight, but you can still correct for them. You can still make tweaks and adjustments. And so understanding what your normal value is, what you would normally charge, 
is something you should really take into consideration when charging online. And if you still have a little bit of uncertainty there, then I would urge you to add more value instead of decreasing your price. So instead of chopping your price in half or a third, why don't you just add more value? Can you add another call? Can you throw them into a Facebook group where they have a community? Can you bring in other guest experts? Right? Can you add recipes on, on you know, in addition to whatever you were doing? So what other value can you add versus discounting? And that kind of goes to the kind of like Kohl's and Macy's versus Armani and Gucci, right? Mm. Certain companies love to do discounts around the holidays. There's nothing wrong with that. Certain companies just give you a fuzzy keychain for free when you buy a $2,000 purse. Or they charge more. Yeah, (laughs) They one day decide like, you know what? We actually think we're going to be more valuable by upping our prices at Christmas. And I'm like, exactly. Like the stupid fuzzy keychain was so expensive. <laughs> it's so funny. I just got like a, an email from like Chanel or something, and their prices are you know seem like they're going up. And I'm like, God, yeah. come on, guys, shouldn't you be on sale now? And I'm like, who am I kidding? They would never go on sale. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, because they're just like, nope, we're holding this, and this is who yep. we are. So we're holding our value, and we're never ever going on sale. So yeah, that's such a great point. And I think for people with, with, uh, let's just say, let's just use this training courses again, like personal training as an example. Um, how much content should they be delivering? If it's, you know, if they're taking it online, do we need to like give people everything in order to charge a certain amount? Like how do we know how much content is good for people to actually do your course or show up for their workouts? Yeah. I think asking is a really important thing here. So asking your client, what are they looking for? What are, what did they need? What what are they looking for? What will feel good for them? And then also just going back to what did you used to do two weeks ago when you were working in person? Mm-hmm. And what did that look like? Um, three things that I believe are really important in some sort of a course, specifically a group course, is going to be the community. So you can run that in Slack, in Facebook, on Voxer, on WhatsApp. So putting together some sort of a community. The course itself, which if you're ready to make an investment into something like Kajabi or Teachable or Thinkific, that's great. If you're not quite there yet, that's okay. You can still run a course and send out different modules and videos through Dropbox or Google Drive. Mm-hmm. You can use Loom. You can use um, YouTube and you could password protect it. And then the third part is going to be the actual coaching because remember people by people. So getting on those Zoom calls, doing the live Q&A, doing the coaching, bringing in the guest experts... So those three pieces for me are the most important part when you're thinking of like a really robust, high value, high ticket course. Mm. You know what always just like blew me away is how majority of the people that I surveyed, majority of my audience was always wanting less things mm. like let they didn't uh, so i used to do you know these 45 minute workouts and i'd send them like a a meditation and then a stretching program and when i actually decided to serve survey my audience years later unfortunately um <laughs> <laughs> they were like we i just can't do these workouts they're like too long it's too much at home i ended up going to like a 20 minute model and like you know a little meditation hooked onto the end so they weren't going into a separate video just like super, super basic. And my retention went way up and my people felt like they could actually 
tick that box. They were like, yeah. oh, it feels so good to get something done. And I learned that with my other courses as well, that less was more. They didn't want this long video. They wanted to watch something for like five to 15 minutes. Yeah. And then they wanted to answer some questions and kind of be done for the day. Cause like they have yeah. kids running around or they've got a life or they are bored or they don't, you know, they're not trained yet to sit for long periods of time or whatever that looks like. It's kind of like we want that you know, we want that hit of dopamine. Like I learned something, I did something. Okay, great. I, I feel accomplished for the day. So I was like blown away by the, yeah. how one course that I used to make could now be like five courses. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, we're living in a world of instant gratification. We can barely hang on an IGTV for more than 60 seconds before we're bored. <laughs> Guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, all of us. And so I love that. Less is more. And I think when we get into coaching specifically online, Coaches often feel like I have to do, you know, three coaching calls per week. And mm-hmm. that's actually really daunting when you're selling something and you're like, we have 67 modules and we do 14 coaching calls. Like that sounds like work. Oh, it sounds and you're terrible. supposed to be helping. Yeah, you're supposed to be helping make my life easier. So that really sounds like a lot of work. And that doesn't doesn't feel good. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I want to I want to put it into perspective for people who are taking the course. Like I am a person who's taken a lot of courses and, and bought a lot of coaching and I know you have too. And yeah. it's like, you know, I've paid for really high ticket things where there's only two uh, group calls per month. And that feels like a lot sometimes because you're trying yeah. to implement, if you're really doing it, you're trying to implement in between. And it feels like too much to like, get on another call, say where you're at. You're like, I haven't done anything yet. It's been a week. Like, <laughs> yeah. So what feels good? Like, how do we find out what amount of things we should be putting out? Is that a survey again? Yeah, I think it's really just asking your audience, but also checking in with yourself. What feels good for you? Because we get to a point where sometimes, I say this with love, but sometimes you start to resent your clients and and obviously you're grateful you have them. But if you're showing up and you're doing too many calls and you're making too many videos and you're feeling burnt out and un- and you're not excited about it, then you really need to check with yourself too. Mm. Is this something that you know, is this something that I want to keep doing it like this? Is this going to work? And be okay with making changes. One of the biggest things that I attribute a lot of my success to over the past couple of years has been pivoting and problem solving and really truly... And I thank you and Chris both because you've played such a big part in my life on this ego stuff, but letting go of my ego and saying, okay, the client is telling me that they are looking for XYZ. I can't just sit here and think that I'm right and not give them what they want. Mm -hmm. And so I look at like my signature course, it's a 90-day course... I think we're currently in our seventh round. We're either in our seventh or eighth round of this 90-day course. It looks nothing like it did seven <laughs> rounds ago, you know? And, yeah. and I'm so proud of that. What's and changed? I, and, What's changed the most in that oh, course? Gosh, so much. I mean, aside from just the the actual quality of the videos, which was really interesting. So if I can tell you a quick story, yeah. I used to do open enrollment. So it was always open. People could join the course whenever they want. So for the first couple months, it was just open. And so as I would make tweaks and changes, there were sometimes clients or students, I call them, in the program that saw the change happen because there was no strict start and end date. And so it was about a year ago, just over a year ago, a client had made mention that she thought it'd be really great if I had a syllabus and it would be nice that they had to have like kind of like a progress tracker. So my defense, my ego, you know, my feathers kind of puffed up and I was like, I was a teacher for eight years. Clearly I know what I'm doing. (laughs) You don't need a syllabus. Right. And then the other part of me was like, wait a minute, you asked for feedback for a reason. 
sit with this. And then I realized actually I was the dumb one because why wouldn't I give them a syllabus? That's so stupid. So we created uh, not only a syllabus and a progress tracker, but a full 30-page workbook that we actually print spiral bound. We mail it to every student when they join the program. Mm. And so that was something that we've tweaked and we've implemented. But what was interesting was right around the same time, I decided that my old initial videos that I made weren't good enough because I look at people like yourself and you have maybe a videographer or production team, or you've put more time and money into your production. And so I decided I had to make these videos better. So I was going to redo every single video make little slideshows to go along, kind of present them as webinars, put makeup on because I didn't have makeup on in my first set of videos. And what happened was I started to put the new videos into the program while a group of people were actually in it and they started getting the new videos. And the feedback that I got was actually very negative. None of them liked the new videos. And I'll tell you why. The original set of videos for this course were just on Google Docs and I would screen share and I would kind of scroll through the Google Doc and teach while I was in the corner of the screen. You could do that on Loom. It's just a recording. When I switched it over to these like beautiful webinars that I made on Canva, another great platform you guys should be on, (laughs) um, they said that they felt like external pressure. Mm. And the original set of kind of not so great videos on Google Docs gave them permission to take fast, messy action. Mm. And when they saw this beautifully done webinar they started putting this external pressure on themselves because we often just replicate what we see. And so they felt like they had to all of a sudden make these webinars and it was taking up too much time and creating the Canva slides. Now they're first learning how to graphic design and use Canva where they should have just been focused on serving their clients and creating more content. And so I thought that that was a really interesting point that they brought up. I I did not switch back to the ugly first version, but I have kept it in the back of my mind every time I've wanted to redo the videos again. And I'm like, you know what? the value is there, right? The content and the information that they're getting is there. The videos don't need to be prettier. Mm. Man, I love that. It, I had a course that I first put out that that reminds me of where it was still all right, but it was like in my backyard and I always wanted to redo these videos and I or pull the course, right? Like that's the first thing we want to do yeah. once we start getting a little bit better. I'm like, get rid of that. I told Nick, who is my brother-in-law who does all the tech stuff. He's like, I'm not getting rid of it. He's like, it's great content. It's like, you know, show people where you first came from. And I'm like, you're right. Okay, we'll keep it. And it still sells. And I'm like... Yeah how is this selling? And people love it. It's kind of like, <laughs> I'm like, great. All right. Oh my God. It's so true. That's like when I first started um, workouts, which it's so much fun to talk to you, like selling, uh, you know, I was selling these like workout video courses. Do you, do you remember the flip that, that camera that like plugged into of your course, computer? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I was so excited. I went to Sam's club. I got this flip and I was emailing people Um, their workouts like separately and billing them all separately. So you guys can absolutely, everything she is saying, you could be making, if you really did this, you could be making money tomorrow or by the end of this week for sure. Like it's just getting over your ego. So thank you so much for throwing that in. I can't tell you like how many times I've just been like, screw it. Let's just get out there because it's never going to be what you want the first time. It never is. Ever. Like you even look at people's, you know, branding and we think it's great, but I guarantee in their head, they're like, this isn't what I was picturing. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's the journey, right? Like, are you ever fully satisfied with what Mm. you're, if you're putting stuff out, it should probably, it's probably not a hundred percent in your head, but you're putting it out. Yep. 
So like everything that I've put out, I'm like, oh, it could be better, but at least it's out now. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Or it never goes yeah. out. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Could it be better? Yeah. I could work on it my whole life and I'd still be like, are you kidding me? Like I could have done better. And then you see someone else's stuff and you're like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay stay away from other people's stuff for a while. Like it's so important to consume. I do think for a while, I will tell you, it would have been really tough for me to create courses and, uh, you know, workout programs without having seen what is actually out there and working. I think there is a piece of that that you do want to do a little bit of research and then like get away from it, right? Like get away from all of those people's stuff so you can actually hear yourself and do your own content. So Jess, I want to know like, um, here's another one. And I know that this is one, a a big one for you because you're a coach in this, like how to price lower ticket things, higher ticket things, my own value, my time. Like for somebody who is first pricing themselves online, I always hear, um, are people going to pay that? What, you know, but then not wanting to show up for the low price that they feel they want to charge, that they feel comfortable with charging. So how do we gauge it? How do we look into the future to know what we're going to feel good about being priced at? And what if a number doesn't feel good? Am I able to still get behind it? Should I go with that? Lots of questions. Yeah, I love this. (laughs) All right. To start, if a number doesn't feel good to you, whether it's you think it's too high or too low, you're probably going to have a difficult time selling it because sales is an exchange of energy. And if you're not confident in selling it, they're not confident in buying it. Mm -hmm. And it transfers that way. Like if you come on and you're kind of wishy-washy about it, they're going to feel that. So you really do need to be excited about the number. You do need to feel aligned. We can get a little woo-woo here, right? But like you need to feel good about it. You need to feel confident about the number. I think when pricing online or pricing anything really you need to have a number that you're not willing to go below. Mm. And then you can have your goal number. So a lot of times, a lot of the clients that I work with are selling higher ticket courses that might range from like 3,000 to 5,000 for a 12-week program. The goal might be that they want to sell it for 5,000. But if they've never done a high ticket sale before, we have to know and understand that we might sell some at a lower price and kind of work our way up as we gain confidence and Mm. as we gain actual paying customers. And so... People might not like this, but the first time you host a course, like a higher ticket course, the person who enrolls first might actually not pay the same price that the person enrolling last is. Um, That's something that you have to be okay with. You need to kind of work your way up. But a lot of times my clients will start selling a course, you know, their goal is let's say 3000. The first client buys it at like 1800. They work out a couple of people around the 1800 mark. And they get a little confidence and then they're on a sales call. The person asks the price and it just comes out. They're like 2000 mm-hmm. <laughs> And then the person says yes and they don't argue back. And now all of a sudden the price is at 2000 And then they kind of work their way up there. So knowing a number that you won't go below because you know that your value and your time and your energy is not okay with a number below that. And then finding a sweet spot in the middle of kind of what feels good. When you're looking at a course or a program, the way that I like to think of it, So that signature course I was talking about at Power University, there are so many hours of modules in there. When I look at pricing, I don't actually charge for the hours it took me to create the course. So whether that was making the slideshow, the the landing page, sending emails, or actually filming videos, I don't actually charge for that. What I charge for is the time that I'm with the client once they're in the course. Mm. So I look at how many coaching calls am I going to be doing and give or take an average of how long am I going to spend in our community on Facebook each week? 
And then from there, I know what I charge hourly and I can kind of multiply out what, what that would look like. But also when you're pricing, you price based on the value of the transformation for the person. Mm. So what I charge hourly to work with me is very different than if you were to break down the hours of time that I spend with you in Empower University, but also understanding that's a group coaching course. There's 40 people in there, right? Versus me Mm one-on-one. So it's all about the value of the transformation. What are they willing to pay? What is the client willing to pay to get them from point A to point B? And that's going to be very different for all different industries and all different pain points. Oh my gosh, this is so good and so important because especially if people have not coached before, I know that you just said, you know, you're going to pay a very different price to get Jess Glazer one-on-one because what's happening that people don't see is it's not an hour of your time once a week or every two weeks. It's like to hold space for somebody to think of their goals, to make their goals your own. You're probably thinking of them every day at some point. Oh, this person yeah. could use this. Oh, I could bring this value to this call. Oh, they had this problem. Let me see how I can, who I can connect them to. Let me do this thing behind the scenes. People don't understand that you really are. It It is an around the clock energetic thing when you are paying somebody a very high ticket price to coach, it's kind of like you don't realize how much energy actually goes into that one-on-one coaching. So I understand why coaches have paid or why I've paid coaches such a high price. And the one year that I did one-on-one coaching, I was like, you know what? Honestly, I charged so much money for that and it still wasn't high enough because of the energetic um, output that I gave that I I decided it wasn't for me. It wasn't my type of like coaching. But for people who are called to that, you really need to factor in um, the energy. So tell me a little... You do, you do one-on-one right now as well? I do. I do. Okay. So yeah, tell me about that. Though. How does that work for you? Yeah. So I'm very strict with my boundary and I just want to acknowledge you for a second saying like you tried it and then you said, this isn't for me. And that's the thing with these businesses. You have to be okay with that's part of the pivot, right? And so I tried it. I didn't really like it. I'm not going to do it. And that's okay. And so right now when people are stuck with, oh my gosh, what do I do? How do I get online? Try something. (laughs) If it's not working and you don't like it, then you can can pivot. But to answer your question with one-on-ones, I do. I have a very strict container of how many one-on-one clients I work with. Right now I'm working with four. I definitely can't hold space for more than four. Um, Four within what amount of time? So they're all on a six-month commitment, okay. but they can come in at any point. I don't launch it. I don't publicly talk about if I have openings. It just kind of happens when I'm talking to clients and they ask, oh, well, you know, do you do one-on-one? And if I feel like it's a good fit and it's someone that I want to spend six months of yes. my time and energy on their business, then I will give them that offer. So it's six months at a time, currently working with four. And I pour my most, exactly what you're saying, like most of my energy into my one-on-one clients I'm constantly thinking about them. Like you said, sending them resources, light bulbs are going off, listen to this podcast. Um, so they're top of they're top of mind for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just wanted to show people that model as well, if that's something you know you're good at. Like if you love sure. holding space for people, that could be you know something that's amazing for you. I have plenty of coach friends who are obsessed with that style. Um, yeah. And it is a much higher ticket things. So you can obviously work less if you're not doing all of the things, um, but you're not necessarily working less. (laughs) 
because you're yeah, still not at all. You're still <laughs> thinking the entire time and dedicating your time and energy to that. Okay. So back to pricing one more time. I know that there's also the model of, okay, if I want to uh get you know, working back, um, working backwards with your numbers. So let's say you're like, okay, on the high end, I'd love a hundred people in this. What if a hundred people came in? What could I charge? Like, what's the amount of money that I would feel good at? Okay. Worst case scenario. What if only 20 people buy? Would I feel okay if I price it at this? Like, what are some things you do for that when you're pricing more of like a, either a group coaching type thing or an e-course type thing? Sure. Yeah. I think reverse engineering is something that we practice all the time and just looking at the numbers, what is the end result? Having a safe goal for yourself and a stretch goal for yourself. And that would be just even in how many people that you're enrolling and knowing, like getting really clear on the numbers. So one of the things that I do, you know, I'm obsessed with post-it notes. I use them for everything. (laughs) Every training, I swear, every training I do, I use post-it notes. But something that I do when I go into a launch and I know that I'm opening up a program, If I have a stretch goal, let's say I want 20 people in this course, I actually will take 20 post-it notes and I'll stick them onto my wall, completely empty. And as people enroll, I write their names on there. But what I do is I can see the spots every single day. I can visually see how many spots, how many people I'm trying to serve, the impact I'm trying to make. And so it gives me like a really clear kind of a nudge in the morning of how much do I need to show up, right? And like, where do I need to be talking about this? And Do I need to sell it a little bit harder or do I need to talk to more people about getting my messaging more clear? Um, So really visualizing how many people and reverse engineering those numbers and then also creating... This is something a little bit further down the line, but what other things can you create? Can you add a bonus on to help with incentive for someone to purchase? So maybe that's a coaching call, an additional coaching call, or maybe you have something in your back pocket, like a free opt-in that you've created previously Maybe you have an ebook you created a couple of years ago that's like doesn't really sell, it's not really doing anything. You can kind of zhuzh it up a little bit and then add it on as a bonus. And so, what can you add on to help with incentive there? Um, that's something really nice to do if you're trying to increase the number of sales as well. So, thinking about different bonuses, of course, urgency. People love urgency. So, I generally don't teach anything past a two week launch. I think anything longer than two weeks is energetically draining for yeah. the the business person, but it's also draining for your audience. Like they don't want to hear you every day selling something. And so just being mindful of how long you're quote unquote launching it for. Um, And again, thinking about that kind of desired outcome, I actually have a full how to price your offer training that I've put together. I'd be happy to give it to your audience. Yes. How do they get it? So they can go to jessglazer.com slash price your offer free. Oh, amazing. There, you guys go there. We're going to finish on that topic then. And we're going to move on to some other ones because there's <laughs> because she probably has the most amazing resources there and we can cover some other things. Um, okay. Awesome. So I'm at home. I have done something totally different. like, um, And I want to start pivoting. I want... you know, Maybe I was... Um, Let's see. Oh, I'm totally going to use my friend right now. Maybe I was somebody who helped build like sets and stages and things like that. But now I want to um, talk about business and coaching because I'm really freaking good at it. And I run this business like a boss. But when can I like show up as that coach or when can I start charging as that coach? Can I put something out right now? Or, Or since people only follow me for my cool creations, like how do I start that pivot? Yeah. Storytelling is going to be huge here. So 
yes, you might feel like you're only known for sets and creation, but there's always a story behind that. And with your sets and creation, you have an understanding and knowledge behind the business. So starting to like bleed and thread into your content, the story behind these particular events and what you learned in more of the business sense and how the principles of starting a business still related to the set. So with business, we look at what's our niche, who's our ideal client, right? You did the same thing with set design. What's the desired outcome? Who's coming to the event? What is the feel? What are the emotions? And so how do those two things relate? And really storytelling with the analogy of back and forth between both and how they're the same. I do it with fitness and business all the time. Mm. Um, Another one would be understanding that again, if, if Lori and I, if we were having this conversation, Lori, if we were having this conversation a month ago, it might be a little bit different, but the climate that we're in now, I think there's this fast action, frantic, chaotic, like we need to do it now. And I understand the need to make money now. So in a perfect world, if you were talking about, we're going to stick with the set creation. If you were talking about set creation, hundred percent of your content slowly over time, you can't see my hands. My right hand is raised up by my forehead. My left hand is down by my chin. And slowly over time, I would start to bleed in content around business stuff. So it would be 100% from events. And then all of a sudden, it would go 90% events, 10% um, business, 80%, 20%, 70%, 30%, 60%, Until we hit this middle ground of 50% of your content was around events and 50% of it was around business, still with storytelling. And you kind of would sit in that world for a little while so that you're, you're taking your audience a little bit slowly through this transition. Now, also understand you're going to lose audience members along the way. And that's totally fine. Because when you're making a pivot, when you're stepping into a new niche, you really only need the people who are interested in that particular area. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't need to worry about going wide. We want to go really deep and then we earn our right to go wide. Mm. And so focusing on the people who do care, who are interested, who are potential clients and buyers and getting really clear on what they need. So understand it's okay that if people drop off, no big deal, it's going to happen. Um, and then you can c- kind of continue pivoting. I did the same thing when I started in fitness. I came from fitness. I was a celebrity trainer. And I started to shift into this business coaching. And so my content just slowly started to do that scale of 90, 10, 80, 20. I stayed in the 50-50 range for a while. And my messaging there was, I built a successful business in health and fitness. This is how I did it. And this is what's making me a business expert now. And then over time, I kind of just like finished up, went, you know, finished the scale of now I'm 100% business. A lot of the fitness people have fallen off. Some have stuck around, which is cool. And now a lot of them are asking me how to build a business online, right? So um, yeah, I think it's really just like, because we want to do things so quickly now, still take into consideration that concept, but just do it a little bit faster. Mm. And so maybe if you're posting five times a week, can you start to make one or two posts about business and then slowly over the next week or two, maybe two or three posts, and then over the next month, three or four posts per week, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. So um Tell me about how much you need to show up when you are getting <laughs> your programs out, your courses out. You are um, like, number one, wanting wanting to pivot and be seen for other things. And number two, launching. Like, I really want you to paint the picture of what day-to-day looks like when you are trying to fill those 20 spots, 10 spots, 100 spots, whatever that looks like. Yeah. I think until you're... 
from my understanding until you're like Oprah or Tony Robbins, (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, it takes a decent amount of work. So I'm not here to scare you away from it. Um, but I want you to realize that it's not just like posting. And then all of a sudden you're skipping down, you know, skipping down the rainbow with all this money. It doesn't certainly doesn't work that way for myself or my clients. Maybe it does for for you. (laughs) No, not at all. I've definitely put things out there and had one person buy in two weeks. And then I'm like, okay, I need 60 more people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And people, oh my gosh, people always buy at the last minute. So if you're doing an official launch, like just know that last night (laughs) you're going to get a lot more people coming in. I think it's Um, 60% of your sales. That's what I've been seeing are like on the last day. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's I get the same exact thing. And it's funny too, because I know that and it happens every time. Yet every time I do a launch, I start to like get stressed same. out in the middle. And I'm like, where is everybody? Oh my God, you should see Chris Harder. It's a nightmare. <laughs> He's a nightmare. I'm like, get away from me until the last day. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, how much do you have to show up? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm being honest all the time, it's, you know what it is? Because again, people buy from people. You have to build no like, and trust. That's what we kind of say within the industry. So building that no factor, like factor, trust factor, that means that you have to show up and you have to show up forward facing on camera. So if you are not someone who wants to show your face on camera, it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to sell. People buy from people. Mm -hmm. Even if you take a company like Nike, who's selling sneakers and you look at their commercials, they're not just showing you a sneaker and selling you a sneaker. They're showing you a runner and a story and a child going through like the finish line and crumbling at the, you know, crumbling into their parents' arms at the finish line. Like it's a story because people buy from people. So Mm. you have to show up consistently and you have to show up every day and it's not always fun and it's not always easy. And the creators that you see out there doing it aren't different than you. Don't think for one moment that myself or Lori or Chris or whoever don't have days that were like, I have nothing to say. Honestly, it's 4.30 PM Eastern right now. And I haven't posted yet today, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will. Yep. Even though I, I don't maybe feel like it right now, I will because you have to show up consistently and you need to be there for your audience. One of the worst things that I see, please don't do this, is when an email comes in or a social media post comes across my screen and it says, I'm back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Because when you say that you're back, you've now implied that you left, which means now I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. Like deep down in a psychological level, I can't trust you because of abandonment. You might leave me again. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't feel good for a buyer. So just showing up consistently every day um, and understanding that all content has value. I used to teach this with food. So broccoli is really nutritious. It's got a lot of vitamins and minerals and fiber. We all know that. Cookies are really delicious. <laughs> they feel really good for the soul. Like that's a fact. Both things have value. So when you look at your content, realize not every piece of content has to be your three tips to getting you know XYZ. My five ways I healed, blah, blah, blah. Content can just be a pattern interrupt in somebody's day. It can yeah. be making them laugh. It can be making them feel distracted from whatever's going on in their life. Or it could be a really educational how-to post. So release the pressure of what content really looks like and just show up every day. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so beautiful. I'm so glad you said that because I like literally that is so important for people to hear because they they feel like they need to be a freaking genius every day online. And that is tough. Let me tell you, it is hard for me to work up one day of genius a month. Like... (laughs) 
Good God. But so what I've learned, let me, I just have to share this because it was like shocking to me. Um, You know, I've learned to just share what I like, like what is interesting to me, even if it's like a kombucha flavor, if it's your cute freaking dog and, you know, the bones that they're like obsessed with and it gives you 30 minutes of free time because you have a psychotic puppy, like (laughs) share those things because I, so I just put out like a survey on, um, I have a new like the new texting platform um, from community. And I put out a survey to these thousand people and I said, um, you know, you can opt in for these other things that you want to hear. Do you want to hear weekly motivation? I put weekly motivation, silliness and randomness, or get my, you know, have me send you direct to my podcast. Can you guess which one most everyone else opted in for and everything else was like 40 people? Oh, sure. Randomness and silliness, especially because yeah. you're you're so good at it. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I work so hard to be smart and you just want the silly stuff. But it was it was the best thing I could ever see because yeah. I realized, oh my God, give the people more of what they want. That was the thing I was struggling with is I thought I wasn't supposed to be doing that. And that's what they wanted more of. And, and yet it was making them feel the no like and trust and attachment to then go mm-hmm. also trust me enough to purchase the other things. So that was just exactly. insane. Absolutely insane, yeah. you guys. It doesn't even have to be all of these amazing things. It's just like, how many people do you follow, Jess, just for like, I love looking at her outfits or I love seeing what they're eating every day because they're cooking, you know? Oh, for sure. I feel like the majority of the people I follow are are that because it's also, it's really hard to follow all of these serious things all the time where you're constantly learning or worse, it's in your bubble of what you do and now you're comparing yourself to them. So the majority of the people that I follow who aren't mute. <laughs> it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's just fun. And I'm sure bananas gets insane engagement. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, Oh, yeah. this has been the secret post more of your dog. Like waffles got so much attention. And then I was like, why? I just need to post more dog, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just go get a dog. That's, that's, if you take one thing away from this, just episode, get a dog guys, just get, a dog. get a dog and then launch a course. Like have your dog actually have your dog <laughs> have your launch dog the course. Launch <laughs> We figured it out. We just, we solved all of the problems in the world right now. So, okay, Jess, what what else do people need to know about launching? Like, have we left anything out? I know that we left a lot out, but what's what's another big piece? So another big piece is going to be not, (laughs) this drives people crazy, but we alluded to it earlier. Don't create it before you sell it. I'm so glad you've remembered that. Oh, and it's so scary for people. So what I mean by don't create it is don't actually film all the videos. Don't make all the PDF things. Like don't actually make it. And the reason is we spend a lot of time and energy and sometimes money creating this thing and birthing this thing that it's our baby and we love it and we're so proud of it. <laughs> and then sometimes we put it out into the world and the world is not interested and they don't buy it. And then you feel like a failure. You're down on yourself. You think the industry doesn't work. XYZ, and you've used all this time, energy, and potentially money. So what I do is I actually teach people to... We create an offer. So it's kind of like you're talking about what is inside the program. The deliverables are not as important as the actual transformation. So where's the person going to go from point A to point B? How are you going to take them there? What are they going to get inside the program? And we bundle it up in a message, kind of like you're wrapping a present and you present it to the world. And when someone says, yes, I want it, and they give you money, then you actually have the client or clients who paid you help navigate the speed and the direction at which you build the course. And so 
you have a framework, you have a skeleton, you have an idea in your head of what this will look like. You're not going in totally blind, but you also have to be open to the pivot again. And so sometimes the gap between where you are and where the client is that you're helping is so big that you actually forget. You forget how big it is. And so you're ready to teach X, Y, Z, and they're like only on ABC. And so if you can be okay with allowing the client to kind of navigate the speed of the course, and also you might have this structure of what you think you want to do, but they're actually going to help you navigate. They need to go right before they can go left. Then what you do is you actually stay one to two weeks ahead of the client and you're just creating the videos and you're creating the content for them with them while they're going through it. Mm-hmm. And they, it's your choice. You can tell them or not. It doesn't really matter. There's, there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, I'm filming these videos as we go. That doesn't make you less of a coach. That doesn't make it less valuable. It's actually, I think, more valuable because you're actually taking their needs and feedback and immediately implementing it. You're basically customizing the course for them. Mm -hmm. That is how I've made probably my last two or three, maybe four, maybe more. Um, (laughs) And I didn't, I did this in the beginning and I didn't even know, like I was mortified. I wouldn't have told people like, I was like, this is the most unprofessional thing I've ever done because I sold it at, I think my second bliss project. Cause I was like, wait, I don't have a product. These, I can't release these women out into the world and just be like, yay, I taught you all this stuff. And now you have nobody to hold you accountable or teach you after this. So I was like, I'm going to sell something and figure it out as I go. And made it literally, I was probably only two weeks ahead of them. And it was the best thing I've ever done in my entire life because I gave Mm -hmm. them exactly what they needed. And let me tell you, if I would have gave them what I thought they needed, it would have been way off. I was like, oh, I had no idea that you wanted all of this time for this one module. Like apparently you need to go really deep on this. So you guys, it is so... It it is like I can't tell you how important that is. It feels crazy to do it at first. It feels like actually irresponsible. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you have it. It's not. It's the smartest thing you'll do. And I will tell you, here's the deal. If you're like, what if I don't get it done? Okay, you'll get it done because yeah. it means if you don't get it done, you're refunding everybody. And yeah. you're also telling the world, like, hey, can't really trust me because I won't come out with this product. And um, you know, you just you will show up because you won't want to refund people and you won't want to be known. You won't want to have that attached to your name. So I'm telling you, you gotta make those stakes real, real high and you'll you'll show up. You will. And it's the best fire under your butt because otherwise you're going to sit around until it's perfect and you're never going to put it out. Oh, I'm the queen of sitting around. Yep. 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 I got it. I literally need things like, hey, if you don't do this, you might die. I'm like, yeah, but how dead would I be? (laughs) (laughs) But how dead really? Like, (laughs) yeah. So how bad, how fast is going to happen? Yeah. Because I still might want to just sit until the end. So, oh my God. Okay. Have we left? I know that we've left some things out, but how do we feel? Is this a complete, somewhat complete package for people? I know that we have your opt-in. So we're, you know, if we're still like have questions, which we're never going to get all the questions. Um, We have your opt-in for pricing. Was there anything else that you want to share? I think it's just the stuff that you, you already know, right? Like just start, just Mm -hmm. start, take really messy action. My first group program was run through a Facebook group, you know, where people were paying me on the side and I was doing videos and whatever in the group and just start. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. You're, it's never going to look, it's not going to look the same your second, third, fifth, 12th time around. 
you should be embarrassed by the first version. Yes, very, <laughs> like, very, very embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I look back at some of my stuff and I'm like, people paid me for that? Uh, I know. And it was good. And it yeah. would still create transformation for people. Yep. It's just that exactly. we, you know, we grow and our clients grow too. So yeah, it's yeah. so cool. Well, I'm so grateful for you. Um, yeah, we talked for a while. This was great. I'm so <laughs> we could talk about you. this all day long. Yeah, I, it has been so much fun watching you just like really, I will tell you, like watching you step into you, you've always been there. But man, there's a turning point um, that I, I know that I've experienced in my life and there's many levels for me to still step into. And I, I've gotten to watch so many of my really good friends like when all of a sudden it's like, wait, I know you've always been there, but where did you come from? Wow. Like this is such a great version. Um, and I'm just really enjoying watching you out in the world and teach people and give so much value and really own like who you are. And I know that must feel scary sometimes, but you're doing it in the most amazing way. Um, and I just wanted to say, oh my God, it's so freaking fun and inspiring. Like you're making me want to show up bigger. Lori, thank you so much. You have no idea. You and Chris both mm. have been such incredible mentors of mine and and you've always led the way for me and, and given me permission. So yeah, I, I don't think I'd be here without you guys truly. Like this is, it all started back when I first crossed paths with you a couple of years ago. So mm. well, girl, we will grateful. trade permission slips back and forth yeah. forever. <laughs> So like, could you get me permission for this place? I need Got you. it. No okay. problem. <laughs> well, where can we find you, follow you, all the good stuff? Sure. I'm on Instagram most, and that's at jess.glazer, G-L-A-Z-E-R. DM me. I'm in my DMs every day. I'm on stories all day. Of course, I have my website, jessglazer.com, but Instagram's really where I'm at. Mm, amazing. Well, you guys, if you loved this podcast as much as I did, here's what I need you to do. I need you to go and text it to somebody who right now is maybe the perfect candidate for taking their business online. Maybe they haven't thought about it. Maybe it's someone who always gives you amazing advice, who could absolutely start coaching online. Text this to a friend or text this to your family. Anybody who you know is in need because they are probably sitting and waiting for an answer. And truly, podcasts are one of the things that have completely changed my life. I know it's done the same for Jess. Yeah. So you can absolutely share that and it will be huge for them and for us. So something else that you can do that's been really fun. Um, if you got value from Jess and this podcast, what we would love is if you would upload this podcast to your stories, tag her, and what are, you're at Jess.Glazer or what are you? Glazer. Okay, yep. at Jess.Glazer and then tag myself and let us know what your biggest takeaway from Jess was today. It's always such a gift to be able to see the value that the guest is putting back out into the world. So until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest, thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. 
That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, all I'm so excited to share with you. Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it.